This is episode 12 of Tim Talks Podcast. And yes, I am recording to my phone. Um, I don't know what the sound is like on this, but yeah, I guess I'm just going to be recording to my phone um, and then upload it. So yeah, I'm literally lying in bed here doing this. So it's going to be a more laid back episode, literally. Um, but without further ado, let's get into this one. So today I was like, what should I talk about on this one, on this episode? And I was thinking, you know, what could I talk about here? So, yeah, I guess I'm just going to fly right into it. Um, probably talk about some sort of... I did an episode on drink and sort of touched on other stuff. But I'll say I'll expand on that and I'll do more sort of drinking stuff. So, the last one I mainly touched on beer. Um, this one I'll touch on sort of spirits and stuff. So without further ado, the first one I'll get into, which I think most people are very familiar with, is Schmerda Vodka. That is a very popular, you know, stuff to drink, obviously. Um, it's just a really, a fairly good priced, but like, pretty premium uh, vodka. Obviously, very popular with young people, because, you know, you can put a stick in a nagin, which is basically like a 35cl bottle, little bottle you can nearly fit in anywhere. Um, popular for sneaking in and there's also the big 70 cl which you probably would split with someone else and for some reason coke is the pairing with that um yeah it's not the best one to drink but again i've probably tried it a few times not really a big fan to be honest um probably tried it a few times with this one because it just is the way it is you know it's a very strong yeah it's it's dodgy in a way but yeah i definitely would say that one of the dodgier ones to drink, but um, yeah, um, yeah, that one always pops up uh, from time to time. And you know, when someone's walking around with a big bottle of coke in an eye, you pretty much know they're drinking vodka. So, yeah, um, definitely wouldn't be one I'd rate that much. Um, it would be very low down there if I were to rate it. Um, might be a four or five out of ten, but obviously, price wise, it's pretty good. That kind of stops it from being horrible. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there you go. Uh, next up we have, I'm trying to think what else I could do. Uh, let's see, we have tequila. Tequila's ones I tried recently, the Jose Cuervo one. Um, I would say I'm not a big fan of it. Um, you do have to mask that taste quite a lot. It's a very distinctive taste. I really am a fan of the taste of it. Um, things you'll be mixing with will be, well, I tried this recently with Corona and she also Desperados and um Orange and I believe it's supposed to be grenadine, but I tried with pomegranate um juice. So I tried that and it, it looks cool. It's this weird like mix that happens in it in the bottle. So it's really more fun to make the actual thing. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's the best to drink, but uh, after a while you don't really care, I suppose. It is very strong, especially with the Desperado, so you get very drink, drunk on this one. Um, so it's one of those ones that, you know, be careful when you're drinking it, uh, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, one. it looks nice, that's the thing about it, it looks nice. But yeah, I don't really see people doing this too often. Maybe during summer I could see this happen, but hey, um, yeah, I definitely got very drunk the other day with it. And it's like a lot different than being drunk on beer, isn't it? Because it just sort of hits you and... It's a very head drunk where it's just, yeah, fast and I suppose when you compare it to weed to edibles, like weed is probably more like the spirits 
end of things where it just sort of hates you what edibles just sort of slowly comes on to you like beer that would be my comparison anyway so move on next if we have any more spirits to think of like i don't really want to touch too many of them i suppose one that you get in the club a lot would be the uh, jaeger meister um, which actually you know what isn't too bad usually quite expensive though but it's a nice taste off it shots of that um would be quite good um, and i like the bottle as well it's a very nice bottle so give the thumbs up to that um but yeah it's definitely probably more of an expensive one and it wouldn't be the typical like night out one or if you're a young lad you know it would be more in pubs clubs i would think um so i wouldn't have much too much to say about that one um trying to think of another one um i suppose there's jameson never tried that one looks expensive um probably is expensive let's be honest and it's a whiskey so i'm not really too sure in things since i know one's vodka whiskey are two different ones um tequila is also its own little thing um the you know the manufacturing of it slightly different i guess uh just how they do it basically it's completely different um I'm trying to think of what else um there is on the menu uh like we're gonna just like taste test them all um maybe rum i suppose which is a bad experience but i'm not going to get into but <laughs> basically pass out drunk with that um i would be but uh, i guess it's no different than anything else if you drink it fast enough you know you're gonna be bad enough which i did one time made the mistake and uh, yeah i've lived to pay price for that but yeah it's uh you can fall into some holes with some different drinks which you don't really want to get into and that could be bad obviously i don't think satan the obvious there but yeah so actually it's not let me stop this is it i might just just save this as the first recording anyways right i think we've run out of um sort of those drinks yet have we i'm trying to think now um geez i'm trying to think of other ones uh yeah you get shots and i'm not sure what it is tequila it might be tequila it might be something else um very popular shots in i'm trying to think what it is oh there's another one captain morgan's captain morgan's is another one kind of popular because you can have a club lemon off taste test it's kind of like it's kind of like two places it's not the worst one in the world to be honest i'd definitely rate it above vodka vodka you know and a tequila i'd say captain morgan's would be up there um yeah i think it is a type of rum i think but yeah um it does pair nicely with other stuff and yeah it's basically toothpaste in my opinion but again you're not really gonna say any of them are gonna taste that great to be honest but they do the job <laughs> and i think that's all you can ask for really um i do know my mates have this one and you know i guess they like it or whatever but probably wouldn't be for me but again not really too much of a spirit person so i don't know why i'm talking about it so much but hey there you go there's that and look yeah i'd say give it a go but wouldn't be something i'd be doing all the time you know um so that would be another one there and yeah i was trying to think of shots what you get in a bar a pub can't really think of it at the moment memory of shot maybe it's just because i've woken up but uh yeah um is there another one to think of uh oh this is hard uh yeah like obviously there's different styles types of vodka whatever um but they'd be main ones i'd say that I, what did you get would be vodka smirnoff by far then i'd say captain morgan would be pretty popular as well um 
yeah, so we'll move on to another topic because again, I want to I do want to get into um the drug side of thing, and I was thinking, I'll start off with what I've known and what I have a bit of experience with. And obviously, I've talked about weed a bit. I've talked about edibles a bit, but there are two. So actually, I've seen that there are a lot of types. You know, you can get you know your normal sweet edible, which is sort of like, um, you know the gummies, the um, you got like your string, like all types of sweets, basically just based off them. And the taste seems to be very popular. And then you've got you know, brownies, which are typical, like you make it yourself or whatever, with the the weed. And then you've got other stuff which I've seen popping up recently, or recently, which I find very interesting. You have the likes of the uh, biscuits, uh, Oreos, you know, that sort of thing. I may have got some biscuits. But um, you've got the likes of uh, can of syrup, which I just heard of recently, which is seemingly quite interesting, which is a little canister, a little bottle, not a bottle, yeah, a little can, literally, probably about 330 mils, probably less, actually. And what you do is you mix it in with, like, a big bottle, of say sprite and then put it into a cup which ice and, and i guess that's the master taste a little bit because i don't know how that would taste obviously it's just takes syrup that is you know thc in it so it's very interesting to see what they're doing nowadays so that seems like an even more you know weed is very obvious you're doing it or whatever edibles not so obvious but again not the most pretty like you know what's the word under wraps thing you're doing it and pretty low-key and then you got the likes of you know the uh the what what am i saying <laughs> uh this kind of syrup which is a drink from a bottle so it's crazy i don't know if you can mix that with alcohol i think that tastes absolutely pretty rank probably doing over but i was just thinking there you probably could mix it with everything you want so that's obviously something i was thinking of doing but look i know perfectly does it and sure look we'll see the story is maybe one of these days who knows um so yeah, that's the story with that uh yeah that's an interesting little thing i've seen pop yeah and you know i used to watch a lot of youtubers talking about drugs and stuff and all like oh, acid and all i do know somebody did acid i know it's a weird experience so seeing someone else do it because it's definitely very turns you into someone else and i think you start becoming a better character and he had his alter egos and all it was a very odd experience and i think you do have to be under wraps doing that i'm just gonna put the little what's the word the uh warning on this to saying like i'm not an expert on this and i really don't want to be the person to be like oh i know what i'm doing or whatever but yeah yourself but yeah um it would be a weird one to do, yeah. I know someone else who can do this, but yeah, um don't know if I'd ever do it to be honest. Um it's not something I'm like tempted to do at the moment, but maybe in the future, I don't know. Again, I like all these things, but you see other people do it and you're like, hmm. Do you know alcohol? Like if no one drank alcohol it would be less of a what's it word? Uh advice for people and uh, even a wanting to do it, but I everyone does it. A lot of people do it, I don't think everyone does it, but a lot of people do it, it makes it more attractive. So, obviously, if I seen lots of my mates doing it, you know, it would be slightly more of an option for me to do. But, yeah, um, not saying peer pressure or anything, but, yeah, that could happen. That could, situation could happen where it's like, what are people doing it? You can do it. And then there's also, 
yeah, so I got into that acid. Well, I didn't get into acid, but like I seen someone else do it. So it's very interesting because okay, obviously, already I don't know too much about this, so don't take my word for it. But from what I've heard, um, it's like a very long set on for like hours. And obviously, I'm not condoning you doing this. Just saying, these are my thoughts and my experiences, and it should not be taken as word. You should listen to scientists, you should listen to other people, um, official, you know, reports or whatever. But yeah, and also you check the drugs for purity but yeah um one of those things where basically i would say you know it's just what i was thinking it's one of those things uh, i guess i'll over, over and over again but you know it can be a good experience it can be a bad experience and i've you know seen that it could be a mixed experience you know weird stuff happens you become a different person good character i think you're someone else you know what's going on so you need to ground yourself a little bit and have someone there to be like you know you're doing good or whatever so that's what they call it trip sitter so that'll be something that i think usually people have and also um also what's the word yeah it's a long event it could take 12 hours it could be i don't know three or four hour peak and then a come down for the rest of the day so it's one of those things where you do set aside a full day for it um who did it was the misfits podcast and they actually has a really good podcast where they actually talk about it it's very insightful and actually quite interesting because it's very the word retro a lot of the experience is manic and then the rest of it is very insightful retrospective sort of experience where they like sort of just sort of you know going over what's happened in their lives and stuff and i, I really think it does take a different perspective and that could be some of the advantage of doing any sort of drug you know seeing things from a different perspective you know looking at it and saying okay this is how it is i guess and yeah it can be quite interesting so yeah um that's a thing so quite interesting and yeah um there's obviously scarier ones like you know salvia in the psychiatric family which is quite scary because it's what five or ten minutes but it feels like an attorney for some people and it can be quite a negative experience it can be quite a very um weird experience where you become something else you become inanimate or whatever and i've heard very bad stuff about this you know so only type person to ever do this this sounds horrible you don't watch videos puts you well off it uh yeah um i'm sure i've already heard people say they like this but it's very far and few between i think and most of the time it's not great um yeah uh other ones i've heard of t thinking of you know uh not taking any of these but uh that I sort of say, I don't know, um, there's a lot out there, you know, and, yeah, quite interesting. Um, but, yeah, so, there's a lot out there, um, covered them ones, um, you know, there's ecstasy, and also on someone who done this. It's weird because actually, I know a lot of people have done a lot of these things. Um, this is a weird one. Very friendly drug. You know, you go with people, say hello. You're talking to people a lot. Uh, weird eyes on you. Sometimes I've seen. And honestly, I don't know too much about it. You know, can be dangerous. Um, if you say overhydrate or whatever. Um, so it wouldn't be one I mess with just for that reason. Though. It's general quite. It can be quite dangerous to you in certain circumstances. Obviously, I know a lot of people can do it safely, but 
you're under the influence you really want someone to watch you and i don't think that really happens because it's usually a night out drug so that even makes it even worse because you're already whatever tipsy or whatever drunk so honestly bit of a weird one but yeah there's things like mushrooms which i've seen i know somebody does i haven't seen them do it but i know there's someone do it and it'll be in the same family as say so yeah it looks so similar to acid i'm guessing um don't take my word for it but yeah that can be an interesting one because you start seeing little visuals little flickers of stuff so it can be quite a um what's the word quite a interesting experience and i know that there has been misfits have also done this but they haven't really talked about too much but again they did kind of get into the experience but again Fitz, I believe he's done it twice or three times maybe and actually Swagger did it but he threw up but yeah um, the first one was basically just him throwing up and it was an interesting experience the second one Fitz did it was great because you got to hear about you know really what the experience was really like for him and I think he found it very insightful and just very good so it's good to hear good experiences because a lot of times you do hear the bad ones and I guess they're interesting and all but it's good to hear good experiences with the drugs as well um so it's an interesting one i don't know whether i'll be trying it again that seems like a dodgy hair to get into something with mushrooms you know something you can poison yourself with the wrong ones but i guess you know if they're tested they're good you know the reliable person doing it you know it wouldn't be the worst the world to, to do to be honest and i think you'd start small because you could throw up badly on these things they could could go down bad with you you know so it's definitely a different experience as well like the other ones and you know it's out there experiences are out there for you to have but yeah i don't know like of all the things you could do it's one you could do but yeah um i keep saying yeah but look there's a lot of toys out there anyways on to the next one um that's the main psychedelics there is other ones like you know more serious ones you know um it's cocaine you know I, I actually do know people have done this but again don't recommend it obviously for obvious reasons bad for your health uh dangerous quite illegal quite what's the word um you know obviously h hardly har very you know policed on unlike weed which is sort of less policed on now nowadays with ireland kind of relaxing its possession rules but yeah cocaine still you know it's cocaine it's it's not the most dangerous thing in the world but it can be quite dangerous so it's a serious player in the drug market as well obviously so that's why it's ranked so highly on the danger market um and that's easily where most controversy is obviously the take of the drug you know fair enough it can be it can be handled safety a lot of time but a lot of time you know it's used you know by like functioning people who do jobs and and have most of the time you know to take it carefully or whatever but see it can be still bad for you but a lot of you know the drug game is where a lot of the danger a lot of the controversy a lot of the main talking points come from because it's such a big you know expensive commodity and therefore there's a lot of money in it therefore there's a lot of people doing dealing so from that perspective it would be something i definitely wouldn't be interested in because just the likelihood of that you'll get caught up in something like this you know it's not really very pleasing obviously to be even knowing you're part of that game so for that reason i definitely wouldn't do it even on top of all the health problems with it so even if the opportunity arose i probably would say no i'd probably say you know stay away from me don't do that and whether it's a gateway or not it's just for me it doesn't seem like a great thing to be doing uh right 
Um, there's other ones, you know, you know, getting number heavy ones, heroin, never heard of anyone doing it. I'm sure people do it. You know, I'm sure it's out there, obviously. Um, you know, it's being, obviously, it's causing a lot of deaths, whatever. Scary one. So, it's just extremely easy to overdose because of the, I mean, I believe to do the tolerances on it. I believe. Um, obviously, I've seen Breaking Bad. I've seen that's my experience with it. Like people talking about how it's really ruined their lives, and nearly the weaning off it is a very horrible experience. Because it's like your brain is a great pain or whatever, and you know, that's amazing to amazingly horrible to hear about. But then you got the likes of you know, um, you know, uh, I'm saying you know over again. Uh, no, but there is like the likes of, say, you know. Other drugs that are trying to wean people off the heroin, but they're also as addictive, you know, benzodones and all this sort of thing, and there's clinics and there's drug rehabs. If you go around Dublin, you can you see, see this stuff happen, and it's quite eye-opening in a way, and it can be quite scary. So, it's obviously an area that, like, it, it's very well known how bad these things are, which I think is good, and I think, obviously, most people aren't really tempted to do them, but it's very much like a very depressing but scary place to be if you're on these things and you're trying to get off and it's nearly as hard to get off and you know you can fall into a cycle pretty easily on these things it's quick it's quick it's instant it could be a couple of days and you're hooked you know and i think most people do get hooked on these drugs and it's very bad yeah obviously i think it's important to make the distinction between you know hard drugs soft drugs and stuff that will definitely harm you and stuff that probably won't weed will be put i'd say soft obviously it can harm you in your life but the, the direct harm of like you know dying or whatever i think is very low obviously with weed compared to other stuff and you know hard drugs off your heroin you know that's gonna harm you very badly so that's on the two ends of the spectrum nearly so it, it's really weird to put in the same category as drugs because they're so different obviously alcohol being one of the harder ones probably in the middle of the spectrum you know and the likes of you know cocaine be higher up acid would probably be lower down but obviously you know these can bring on mental effects that should not be underwhelmed along with you know the main health effects like that can actually harm your body there's obviously mental stuff as well that should be considered like you know schizophrenia from such thing as you know you get it from weed you can get it from uh brought on my other drugs psychedelics mainly and then there's obviously the depressive depression and other stuff you get a lot from the doubter is like you know the the the, the, the heroin there's obviously meth which is i believe a stimulant which i used to think was a downer but i think it's a stimulant um that sort of keeps you going like cocaine but it's a it's a lot more of a long effect than a cocaine would be um but yeah that's definitely what obviously wouldn't be doing um, there's been enough stuff out there on the internet with people you know their bad teeth and uh, their bad body and basically their lifestyle is completely crumbling because of this drug and yeah it's just obviously horrible anyways there's the meth heads and stuff like that so popular in America that's where I've mainly heard it a lot less so in Ireland weirdly enough maybe that's just my ignorance but I always seem to associate with America with Breaking Bad obviously uh, and just sort of that new wave of drugs which sort of went after you know the you know crack cocaine and the stuff like that which was in the past crack cocaine obviously still a big deal because it's, it's cheap prices whatever but again my knowledge on crack cocaine is quite limited i know it's similar to cocaine but it's in a crystallized form i believe so it, it seems similar to meth but obviously cocaine you know crack cocaine i know it's different because it's 
only lasts a tiny bit compared to meth. Also, meth is, I believe, I don't know, I think there's a difference there. I think synthetic compared to the cocaine being, you know, authentic, real thing. Which probably adds to its price. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to think that scientists actually find out about, like, well, I suppose meth was different, but, you know, the old. The. Uh, Actually, ah, was found out by scientists who took it and then experienced the hallucinogenic effects of it. So it's just weird to think about them. Um, yeah, uh, I find a lot of drugs just interesting to hear about. Not from, like, I want to take them, but just from the whole, you know, how this affects the body and all that sort of thing is really interesting to me. Um, I've covered the main bases there. The main opiates, the main downers, the main psychedelics, uh, obviously weed. Alcohol, obviously, I've touched on a good bit. You know, alcohol is what it is. Very harmful. Um, I guess it's not really... It's touched to death on, like, oh, you know, you can die or whatever. Alcoholic poisoning. Um, I've heard of bad things. People, you know, ingest it in different ways to increase the... Basically, the alcohol in their bloodstream, which is quite dangerous because... Obviously, when you're drinking beer, it's a lot easier for your body to maintain it because you can just puke it out. But if you're saying taking something so concentrated, like a, a spirit or whatever, it's actually a lot harder to puke all that out because it's your bloodstream. It's in your bloodstream, you know, and it's very dangerous. And I think I heard someone say, "Swagger, say, don't quote me this, but like, you actually have to remove blood from you or whatever, and it's very difficult to do. So that's why the danger increases. Obviously, with higher percentage stuff, so." My thing would probably be six lower percentage stuff, you know. It's just dodgy doing higher percentage stuff and I think, you know, it could harm you very badly. So yeah, and obviously everyone has stories of people getting messed up and dr on dr drunk and bad and drunk on on drink. So I've always had that conversation with myself in my head, like, is it worth doing? Is it really worth drinking? Because you're just you're getting a few hours of high and then then suddenly it's gone, it's you're just trying to chase that high and it's it's just a dodgy because your body feels worse and worse the more you try to chase it so i don't know um it'd be interesting to hear what other people say about it but yeah it's just a very it's just a hard one to really gauge because i know people who don't do it it's you know if you don't do improve your lifestyle you know you could you could have a very high but not on it i do believe that um but yeah, I don't know, it's something about everyone doing it. It's just, this is what's the word. It's the subconscious thing where you see everyone else do it, you have to do it, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I don't think I feel too many major ones I missed out on. Um, obviously there's X, there's Zannies. I don't really know much about them. Um, I know someone who did the ADHD one, I can't remember what it's called, but there are certain ones out there like that are sort of also stimulants. Um, or not maybe not stimulants. They they act on as stimulants if you don't do, if you don't have HD or whatever. But if you do, they actually do the opposite and they take away the HD and make you focus. So, um, they're extremely interesting drugs because they can you know really focus your mind. And um, they're being the sort of pill pres uh, prescribed by like a pharmacist sort of type of drug. Um, but obviously they can mess you up pretty badly um take too much obviously you know overdose uh and then there's the likes of you know um just you know being messed up on these drugs uh you can you know you can just go badly for you remember the show skins which is actually really good british show uh where they do actually quite often talk about drugs and pills and stuff like that at parties and it's quite 
truth of life, I guess. I do people do do pills. I've never seen it before, but certain people maybe do take these, and you know it can end badly because a pill is such a small, you know, un really. You know, it's just a small thing. It's unlike alcohol, which is like this big drink. You know, it's very in your face. The pills are just there, and you know you take them and whatever. So, yeah, scary place to be, to be honest. Uh, but a lot of obviously America mainly. A lot of this is recommended, and you know, uh, just it's crazy how how big it is over there. Like alcohol here, I wouldn't go to say the stretch is that, but you know what I mean. Like it's very common. It's very. Um, you just wouldn't see it as much in Ireland with all the amount of pills and stuff like that and yeah it can be quite scary it can be quite dangerous obviously and it's a big deal so I think that's enough of me talking about that drug drink bleh, drugs drink uh, kind of want to lighten the subject because it always gets to a dark place when you get into sort of the heavier drugs because it's just kind of crazy to think about but yeah um, sorry my nose gets stuffed badly um yeah, um, you got the likes of, you know, drink drugs, but I'm going to move on to talk about sports here for a minute, uh, because the season is over for football, uh, West Ham finished six, which is really good, that gives us Europa League competition next year, um, so I'm really happy about that, uh, I'm, yeah, I think I'm really happy with the season, obviously over the moon that we did well, um, obviously after last year, you know, expectations were high this season, before the season prior or before last season let's say um but obviously things didn't go well and we managed to escape obviously at the end of the year Moyes is taking charge uh through the lockdown has really changed the whole perspective on the, on the team and um, when obviously all the sack the board chance still kind of there but obviously that's died down big time but yeah uh, this season has been really great uh, just so many scorers and so many sisters it's really been a full team effort because you see you know Socha get tangles Antonio get tangles um, I think Bowen got about 7 I think Snodgrass got about 3 Haller got 5 he's now left um, you know crazy to think Haller had some great goals again this season uh, the bicycle kick namely and his long range shot uh, and then you got the likes of Snodgrass, who again has also left, he also scored a great goal. Um, a real long range effort again, typical Snodgrass across the goal. So he supplies a great memory for us. And it's not, it's easy to forget about those guys, but they, those guys were the early catalyst in a way. And for a success. And then we also had the likes of Bowen, has scored some great slotting goals. Uh, for an arrow, two assists. Uh, Antonio has had a great season, obviously, like last year, 20 goals and whatever. How many games? Just really good clinical guy. Uh, and then, you know, Socek, who scored some pretty straightforward goals. But, like, they've, they've helped us big time, you know. He's he's put away chances we wouldn't usually put away. And then there's Ben Rama, who's supplied at least five assists this season. Really good. Um, same with Cresswell, who I guess has kind of been less fucked about towards the end of the season. But he's done great stuff, you know. Really just supplying assists left and right. Uh, you know, Kufal's done the same thing. Uh, Fabianski's been solid in goals, as we know. Ogbonna, a really solid defender, out for a little bit, but most of the time he was there. Balbuena, again, the same thing, even though I think Balbuena might leave, which is kind of sad. Um, then there's uh, there is oh, another defender, Diop, hasn't really played too much. He scored one goal, but hasn't played too much. 
Uh, yeah, defender. We've been lucky, I think, with injuries. I know some people said, oh, a few players get injured. Yeah, Antonio Rice and Carswell did get injured for a few weeks, but most of the time, that main squad that we've been using has stayed the same. And I think our squad's been quite small. So I'm interested to see what happens if a few long-term injuries took place because we really would need to be strengthening our squad, especially with Europa League football. That means a guaranteed, what, four or six games coming up. So we need the squad depth, which I don't think we have at the moment. So yeah, it's an interesting time to think. Um, who's a player of the season? I mean, it's probably been Antonio. I know he's missing Rice, people are saying whatever. Look, Antonio is a game changer. He is. Um, I guess Lingard, obviously... Also done great this season. Um, I think he just came on too late. And again, last couple of games, I don't know what happened to him, but he just fell off a cliff for some reason. I don't know why. He just stopped playing, and I don't know why the hell it was. Uh, look, yeah, it's just so weird, because Lingard was playing well against like teams like, you know, I guess Arsenal or whatever, Leicester, you know, top teams, and then like other teams lower down. He just couldn't play against. I don't know what happened. He burned out a little bit, but he did score a few goals, so fair play to him. Um, I feel like I'm missing, missing some moves, but yeah, they're the main ones anyways. Um, yeah, I'm really happy with this team, and long may continue. So, obviously, going into the new year, I think we need a few positions strengthened, maybe striker, you know, we never really strengthened that position. They're saying Kral, he's a young lad, I don't know if he'll be up to scratch, at least he'll be a Czech player that will help, obviously, his abilities with um, Kufal and Suchek, and obviously, something that I think Moyes has <coughs> shown that has been emphasised the team is teamwork and how these team chemistry on the team never really been emphasised before because obviously with like the pedigree we've had we've had a lot of talent but there's never been the chemistry I think now we're finally saying you know you don't need the top talent you need the, the chemistry and it would all work as a team because our team doesn't really have that top 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 player it's more like a lot of good good players and some okay players that work well together that boost each other's performances. So I'll be interested to see. I think I'm backing whoever he takes. Obviously, we haven't really seen too many flops under boys. Um, we really haven't. Uh, compared to the Pellegrini, where there have been flops left and right. Even with boys, he's taken pl players from Pellegrini, from Billich. I don't think... Too, yeah, from Billich, who have performed well. So it's kind of it's kind of mad. Even Noble has stepped up. So there you go. Uh, hopefully a striker. Hopefully a couple more defenders, possibly. Midfielders. I'd actually just strike it everywhere. Would I take Anderson back? I think I would. Obviously, earlier on the season when we weren't in the Europa League, I'd say yeah, sell Anderson with money. But at this stage, I don't know if we're short for money. Sure, sell Anderson. But you need to replace someone. You need to actually probably add on players rather than subtract players or stay the same. So it's a tough call to make. I think all the best. But obviously, the lads making the right decisions. It's a pity. Obviously, Irvine Alan Irvine is gone now. As his sort of Moises assistant but again we'll hopefully get someone in who can help out uh, and have an impact maybe a former West Ham player I don't know but hey we'll see we'll see what happens uh, I always say that but uh, yeah uh, so yeah this podcast will be a little bit over the place uh, let's get into Denver because Denver just took the 2-1 lead on the Portland it was a very comfortable game in my opinion I know there was points where it was like oh Portland could take it but for I would say about 80% of the game Denver were in control and were winning and I always felt we had such good three-pointing it was like when we usually play against Utah their sort of three-point ability it was like we were just not stopping with the threes and our percentage was so good there um, really good shout out to obviously Austin Rivers who's getting the start now which is kind of crazy because you would think you know Monte would be starting 
on the team. But no, Austin Rivers is starting alongside Campazzo, and it seemed to work out pretty well because they're fast, they're playing well against this Portland team anyways. I know how it would work against such a big team like LA, uh, possibly the next round if we get there. But it just seems to be working well against uh, Portland. They seem to be leaving lots of gaps on the three-point line, so we were just bombing from there. And yeah, we just seem to play really well against this team. I don't know why. Uh, we're a very good matchup with them. Uh, unlike Utah, which is a bit more of a struggle for us, Portland seems to be okay. Uh, even with missing Jamal Murray, I feel kind of confident now that we could probably get the job done. I was actually thinking before the series started, you know, I think Portland are probably going to win this game seven. I knew it was going to be tight the whole way. But yeah, I think we were very comfy in this game. And we're playing, don't forget, we're playing in Portland. But obviously, you don't get your hopes up too much. We've been in lots of positions where we'll be losing and winning. So the same thing could happen in Portland. They could get the job done and they could win. You just don't know. It's too early on in the series to say. Obviously, in this position, you know, 75% chance, 75% of the time, we do, uh, teams in this position do win. But obviously, you want to be very wary, very careful. Uh, don't, I say if we win the next game, it's probably over. But I think Portland will probably win it. Even, I know, it's always the thing in my back of my mind, you know, Portland, they have Dame. But Dame didn't, don't forget, he played well today. He did play well. Uh, but again, a few more points from Dame and they could win it. You know, uh, his clutch performances, a lot of his threes were dropping. So, if you reverse that, and he made some of them, they could have, you know, definitely won it. And yeah, I haven't been too, you know, watching of the season, just from a distance, really. Um, less than my usual, um, which is sort of like big diehard watching every game. But yeah, I must say, um, Denver have kind of responded very well to the injury of Murray. Obviously, before Murray, you know, the start of the season was kind of rough. Then we, you know, got strengthened, strengthened, uh, even though through injuries, we've always maintained a good we've only nearly played better with injuries and it's weird to say because we've just focused down we uh Jokic has taken the reins really he doesn't need anyone to rely on now and then also you have the thing with you know lots of key bench players stepping up like Marcus Howard like uh Austin Rivers Campazzo and uh, Monte Morris and then also the likes of uh well Aaron Gordon to an extent I don't know if he's been too impressive lately. Um, but then you could like some, you know, MPJ becoming, you know, in that six-man conversation. Not six-man, even most improved conversation. Naturally, he had, he had to take the step up. And as a young age, very impressive. And then you also have people like Jokic doing well, doing very well. And then you have, you know, uh, other players. <laughs> other players. But there are other players there that are like, yeah, fair play, fair play. Uh, you just, you know, you took the step up and... It needed to happen, and uh, it's really progressed our season. And it will mean next year when we have Murray back, we have other players who have experience now that they would have had otherwise if Murray had taken their minutes. So I'm kind of weirdly a blessing disguise because it means next year will be so tough and will be so hard to beat. Uh, barring other injuries, Mjolnir was very clutch in this game again as well. We had we were up by three, we had free throws, we missed one I believe, and then obviously we missed the second one, and Mjolnir got the rebound scored which means we, we won the game like we couldn't have lost there at that point so really happy to see some of that um honestly just like top tier performance and i'm really happy with that sort of performance grinding it out not grinding it out playing well really playing well and staying standing up to his opposition so yeah i do think i have more confidence now than i would have before the game but basketball is a weird thing like i've lost a lot lost confidence in the past especially against utah i was thinking like oh my god that was the worst performance ever but it really is just a make or break game with certain shots being like chasing your home effect on the team so 
I'm gonna be honest, guys. I think I think we can do it. I think we win it in seven. I used to say, I've said before this important win it in seven by maybe. I think we can win it in seven. I think it might be close with another five game uh, turnaround, five game winner by winning by five. I think maybe there'll be a couple of blowouts, obviously, um, but it doesn't really seem like that. It seems like it might be. In my all the games will be within ten points, so that's crazy. Uh, obviously, the last one was important. Same thing happened, really. Uh, I thought we were going to win though in game seven, and we didn't. So you know, sometimes it's that's what's weird thing. You have no confidence, you start playing well. It's almost like the pressure's off a little bit when teams are not in position where they're strong. And yeah, looking at the rest of the NBA, you know, you have a lot of other stuff going on here. But you know, Lakers up to one. Uh, Milwaukee taking a th- commanding 3-0 lead. Look, the pressure's been off Milwaukee because people... Have, I think people... The pressure's been off them because they ha- less of the spotlight has been on them compared to, say, Philadelphia because, obviously, there wasn't much hope in books because, since last year. So I think they're starting to play well. Only is the Heat, though. The Heat have been quite disappointing this year, obviously. Uh, and, look, there was a lot of pressure on them, so maybe that's affected them a little bit. And then you have the likes of, you know, the Brooklyn, who, look, playing well. They're up 2-0 or 2-1 or whatever. Commanding against the Celtics. Like, it doesn't look like they're going to stop. And then you have the likes of Knicks, who are... That's a feel-good story of the playoffs so far. It's, you know, last year we had Miami. Miami. Now we have the Knicks, who have got their first playoff win since 2013, I believe. And the streets were buzzing. So that rarely happens in basketball. You get that much buzz uh, after one game. So it almost felt like, well, it felt like they were a seven-game series. Or some teams' championship parades are not as good as this celebration. So fair play to the Knicks. I actually really want to see them do well. Uh, even though I do like the Hawks. I do like Trey Young. It's just so interesting to see these Knicks underdogs do well. And, you know, Knicks do get a lot of hate. But, hey, I think they're just so fun to see the crowd more than anything. And the players just always putting in all their effort, you know? Obviously, you know, Utah playing comfortably. I think they're probably going to get the job done. Phoenix played really well, but obviously the Lakers still are competitive series enough, although they did sort of get crushed in the last game. Uh, Philadelphia, kind of forget who they're playing, but I think they're getting the job done. Uh, Philadelphia also looking well. Uh, and yeah, a lot of teams up there, obviously in the conversation, overall still say Brooklyn. Uh, people are saying Milwaukee are up there. I don't know about that. I'd say Philadelphia more a chance. Uh, I'd say top five would probably be, I'd say, Brooklyn, Lakers, uh, Philadelphia. And it's a tough call to say the other two. Uh, I wouldn't say Denver at the moment. Not quite yet. Uh, I'd probably opt for maybe, yeah, I'd probably say the books number four. And number five, I'd probably opt for, it's between Utah and Phoenix. And to be honest, I like how Phoenix are playing, to be honest, but. They kind of been all over the shop a little bit. Sometimes injuries, you know, uh, Booker getting ejected. They're still a bit young for some of the players, but I don't know. Something about Phoenix saying, "Oh, they really want to go for it." Uh, so I say Phoenix number five again. Utah, you could make an argument for. Obviously, they've been, had such an impressive regular season, um. So you hundred percent could say, "Oh, I think they're going to do well." Uh, yeah, but Celtics really haven't done too much, and I'm kind of disappointed a little bit in the pre- playoff postseason. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, uh, look at the football world. Obviously, Man City taking on Chelsea tomorrow night, Saturday at tw- 8 o'clock. Uh, yeah, I'd say there's always a little feeling in the back of my head, oh, Chelsea might do it. You know, they might do it because they might edge it. They just know how to close out games. And obviously, it's going to be probably a tight, boring game. Um, but, you know, City, City are City. And 
it's a boss to overlook City, so I'm going to say City, even though you know, that's a, a good take to say, oh, Chelsea will do it. No, I do think City will win it probably about probably about 2-1 for the reason that's the name that is sticking in my head maybe late goals you know what I mean uh, looking at the other game we had United beat uh, sorry lose to Villarreal which is an historic one because that's Villarreal's first major trophy uh, and it was great to see you know Alberto Reyes we, no, we never walk alone obviously Liverpool uh, former player so it's kind of a funny one to see very good penalties actually made up for quite a boring game which we had two sort of iffy goals you know go in uh, uh, sort of out of nowhere goals. Uh, actually, Villarreal's goal was quite good. Um, United hit one as well from Cavani. But, look, it was a very poor performance by United. And you had to overlook that. Uh, in the penalties, basically, every penalty was going in, slotting home. I think there were actually some quality penalties there. Uh, and obviously, you know what? Fair play to Villarreal because they stuck it out and they kept going and kept going and their goalie slotted away a goal. And that means down to him, his goal was saved. And I was saved from the goalie. So, I know, obviously, De Gea's getting a lot of stick. Look, he missed a penalty. Are we really going to go after him like that? Because a lot of these penalties were world-class, I think. So, honestly, still great victory for Villarreal. Uh, that'll obviously put them in the Champions League place, which is great, because you want to see a team like Villarreal, uh, who used to you know, be the semis of, of the Champions League, who haven't really been, obviously, too good with success. But they have Emery at the helm, and Emery has obviously been... He's won the, the Europa League five times, which is crazy. So he is basically the king of the Europa League. And that's not to say, you know, with Sevilla and all. So I just think the power to him, he's inspirational in that regard. And I think that's really good for him to be like, you know, I am, I, I'm a great manager. And I can take the sample to the Champions League. So I'll be really interested to see how he does. Obviously, Champions League is such an open void at the moment. You know, teams come from anywhere to try and grab the trophy because there's no clear-cut winner. Obviously, City, you know, still questions around them. Liverpool, questions around them. Bayern, questions around them. Barca, obviously, the top teams like Barca and Real, they get punished for the Super League. Will they get, you know, revoked from the Champions League? I don't know. It's really interesting to see. Those spots might get taken away and then Juve as well. And then, you know, you might see some other teams pop up that otherwise wouldn't be there. So it's very much... <laughs> no domination from you know Real at this point so it's very interesting because it's a lot less predictable and it's a lot more interesting such as the Premier League such as the Premier League uh, but still you know City do well obviously Um, it's just the money at the end of the day that always always brings consistency eventually so uh, when it takes a couple of years or you know with City taking a lot of years but again fair play to Aguero though for you know, signing off his career with City pretty much, apart from this last game. Uh, yeah, it's going to be emotional. Uh, obviously, Aguero has been pretty much this... He's up there with Kane, obviously, for this sort of generation's sort of main player in the Premier League. You know, obviously, the last 10 years, he's pretty much dominated uh, a good deal, along with Kane. But he's in Silverware to back it up. So I would really say he's probably going to be the main player in the last 10 years. And, you know, before that, there's obviously been the Rooneys, the Gerrards, uh and then looking at Beckham schools, you know, going back Lampard, and then going back in the 90s, you know, you have the likes of Cole, York, uh, etc. So, he's really been as one of those sort of marquee players, and obviously he's still playing, so he can't be in the Hall of Fame yet, but he will be in the Hall of Fame, and we will see that happen. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much my look at football, you know, football, <coughs> football, basketball, etc. The main sort of stories are happening, obviously, the year that happened recently, which has been interesting, you know, you had the likes of apparently, you know, there's always controversy, there's always some weird news story with the, the, the Eurovision, it's one of those weird things, uh, and obviously the winner in Italy, one of the lads was 
maybe caught doing drugs, but apparently he wasn't. He's like, oh, I'll do a drug test. So apparently he's not doing drugs, but it looked like he was doing cocaine or something. I don't know. It's one of those weird things, but it's always funny to see hear stuff like this. It's usually lighthearted, but this is a weird one to hear about. It's just funny stuff like this that just, you know, makes the Eurovision funny and worthwhile. Uh, but yeah, um, look, that's been the episode. Uh, it's been a bit messy. I've been lying in bed, so the audio is going to be really bad on my phone. It can't get much better than that, can it? Uh, but yeah, anyways, I'll talk to you guys later, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode. Good luck.